Good day, eh? It's a Henderson Outdoors podcast coming at you from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Um, had some questions over the last little while as to my strategies when it comes to walleye fishing. Um, so where I'm going today would be just walleye 101, heading to a lake for the first time, uh, not knowing too much about what's going on with it, where maybe to start, and uh, some setups, um, bait, things like that, and this is all providing we're in a boat (laughs) so shore fishing that's a whole nother story i got some thoughts on that as well um but uh we'll save that for another another time so first things first uh if i'm heading to a lake that i've never fished before um there's a, a lot of things you can do nowadays that weren't readily available 10, 15 years ago, like a, a Google search of the lake, uh, the lake name. Now we'll bring up probably links to uh, numerous message boards about postings from that lake, um, as well as... Uh, maps of the lake, access points, uh, and maybe even a hydro map of it, uh, which is just going to show you the the depth chart. Uh, The last time they did a survey of that lake, uh, if it's ever been done. So that's my my number one thought uh, when I've never fished something before is... nowadays with the uh with the internet uh so readily available as much of this information as just a couple of button pushes away on your smartphone so just something to think about there uh, now access is a complete other issue um you may be getting to a lake and finding out uh, things like motor size restrictions or maybe even gas motor restrictions. So that's, that's stuff you want to check out ahead of time. I'm not saying a lot of these lakes do have it, but there are, are some that, that have uh, you know speed regulations on them because they're, they're worried about... Uh, worried about what's going on on the water and want to make sure everybody's there having a good time and doing it safely so totally understandable um but i will uh try and find even now on google maps pull up the lake uh, have a look around it see if you can find any predominant uh, points uh, areas where it looks really steep, uh, drop-offs or breaks, um, you can see 
a lot of this stuff just just from looking at a a good view of the Google map on there and like I said nowadays with smartphones and things like that you can look right at Google map while you're sitting at the uh, table at, on break at lunchtime and pinpoint and mark uh, two or three different locations on there that you want to check out and now you are uh, you're one step closer to to hitting that lake and and going directly to a spot instead of wandering around looking for something so just maximizing your time on the water um, probably the most important tool that I have in my boat other than my rods and reels for catching fish is going to be my sonar and it's not so much for locating the fish which yes I can do to a certain extent but finding areas that hold the fish are are more important to me than actually finding fish sometimes because when I find those areas uh, the drop-offs and the breaks and the rock piles out in the middle of nowhere and the humps and the weed edges and, and understand how they're shaped, uh, where they're steep, where they're not, slope changes, little corners that, uh, that might, might hold fish. So um, a good quality sonar is going to help you out with that. Uh, nowadays, they make sonars that have, geez, down imaging, side imaging, uh, 3D scan, GPS, uh, integrated trolling motor, spot lock system. Holy moly! Yeah, it uh, it gets a little overwhelming. Um, from an entry level standpoint, when you look at some of this stuff, and what do you really need? So that would be where I would head down to a tackle shop, uh, fish and hole, Cabela's um, are two of the better outfits for knowledgeable staff in those departments. So <clears throat> definitely go by and pick their brains a little bit. Uh, They've got a lot of this stuff on display and they can show you the units, walk you through the features so that you understand a little bit about it before you get to the using it part. Um, but yeah, good quality sonar is going to help you find these locations. Uh, and I have a small uh, unit that has uh, GPS capability on it. So when I find an area that's producing good fish and I know that there's some structure because I've seen it on the on the sonar I can now mark these areas on it and come back using my uh, my GPS that's right in my boat so sonar probably my number one one tool um, Number two would be a trolling motor. And and sometimes your outboard motor is going to function at a speed that will do it for you. But if you're running a bigger boat with a bigger motor, uh, sometimes those guys just 
physically can't slow down enough to troll at the speeds that you want to achieve sometimes for for getting these uh, walleye to, to pick up um, so that's that's something that I invested in so I've just got a, a simple setup on my boat good sonar unit with the GPS got some side imaging on it I will spend a little bit more on my my sonar to get those features um, and I've got a, a transom mount uh, Minn Kota and jeez, um, what is that new model? Traxxas Traxxas 55 which is a wicked trolling motor uh, the the control on it to dial it in to get your exact speed down it's not a click 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 where you're in between 5 10 15 20 25 you could dial it to a 12 say for instance if you needed to in that situation to get that kind of speed so yeah but uh, sonar trolling motor and you're set you should be uh, banging some fish with with those two tools um, provided you know you've, you've got a little bit of knowledge about walleye and their their feeding habits where they're gonna be uh, when you're gonna find them active things like that so that's all available on the internet um, I'm not gonna delve too much into the habits of, of walleye as as I've understand them uh, I'm just gonna talk a little bit more about how I catch them um, couple of different setups I would use and and whatnot but so now that we've got maybe our area figured out now I got to figure out where the fish are in that area um, I heard it explained one time and it's a really good uh, visualization as to fish populations and it is that 10% of the lake will hold 90% of your fish population. So, with that being said, uh, there's a lot of the lake that fish may travel through it at some point in time, but they're not frequenting it or hanging out there for durations of time. Where there are pieces of uh, real estate in a lake where, where fish will gravitate to because there's either food there shelter you know security or a combination of uh, of everything so that's what you need to be looking for um, so once we figure out where these fish are maybe hanging out my first approach would be to put on uh, and I've talked about this in my river episodes is a sliding sinker rig with a cylinder float on it to get your um, minnow uh, or what have you a leech or worm uh, in, into that range uh, a foot or so off the bottom and then I just really slowly if not uh, even turn the boat sideways and just let the wind push you into this structure from deep to shallow um, 
if there's fish in that area, you're going to pick them up probably on the sonar where you'll see them first. And because your gear is dragging behind the boat, as you move over it, your gear will then roll through where the fish are stacked up and, uh, and you'll start getting some bites from there. So I, I like using this approach. It's pretty uh, low profile. It's not aggressive. You just slowly dragging some bait through there. The cylinder float holds it up, presents it right in front of them and gives you a little color for a visual. So what more could you ask for? And then from the walleye standpoint, I usually find them at a specific depth. Um, I was fishing north up by Boyle. This was years ago. And they had a lake open for a two-week season where you could keep a walleye over 50 centimeters. And man, I hit that thing every other day after work for two weeks. And uh, we cleaned up on the walleye in there, but um, I would find them at a specific depth, 18 feet, not 17, not 19. If, if you were outside of those parameters, the fish weren't there. For whatever reason, it happened to be water temperature, that's where the bait was, but that was where the fish wanted to be. So we anchored over that and uh, just started to hammer them but very depth specific so sometimes you may need to cover some water in order to find these fish initially and once you figure out the depth that they're at now you can use that okay it'll translate across where do I find this kind of depth in as close proximity to this piece of structure as I can get so that might be an area I want to concentrate on. Um, where sometimes on a piece of structure is it the most dramatic? Straight up and down? Or is it the steepest? Um, that'll tend to funnel fish past there because they don't like to go straight up and down. Uh, it, it does funny things like like what happens to divers when they move up and down the water column that fast. So they like a slow transition if they're going to find a place to go up from deep to shallow. It's probably not going to be a spot where they need to go straight up. So they will funnel past it at the bottom. Uh, this is just what I've found uh, over the years. So um, take it for what you will. But... I like to find that uh, that bottom chunk and then I'll move out from there. Uh, gives you a place to start once you figure out the depth they're at. Now maybe you can look at switching your setup. Um, if you're finding that the fish are spread out in that depth, you can use now a trolling setup, bottom bouncer say. Uh, bottom bouncer with a spinner rig on it and a minnow worm leech whatever can be really effective when you're trolling it through uh, in that specific depth range and just 
dragging it across in front of the fish. Uh, same can be said with the sliding sinker rig or the Lindy rig, um, cylinder float rig, whatever you want to call it. You can slow troll that along that depth too, or uh, I, I like to, because I find when the fish are stacked up around a, a specific point, they'll be in a certain area, which may not be that big sometimes, uh, across before they start to disperse. So I like to just troll across it instead of the length of it and just kind of back and forth. Um, if the wind is pushing into shore, perfect. Because you take yourself out with the trolling motor, dump your gear down, drift over the fish. Bang, 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 hit a couple. Reel them in, do your thing, take yourself up with the trolling motor, drop your gear down, drift over the fish. Bang, bang, bang. And when there's not a whole lot of boats around, it can be really effective to be able to cover, just drag it through them like that. Uh, but if they are stacked up like that at a specific depth and you can get right over top of them and, and hold there, um, yeah, jigging, using a, a, a jigging setup and just sitting over top of them with some bait bouncing it like that can be really effective as well. So, but the key is finding out that depth that they're at. So, <clears throat> Like I said, I initially start with a little bit of trolling or some movement, uh, a drift or troll, just to find out where I'm, I'm getting those bites at, where I'm seeing uh, returns on the sonar from. And, and then that gives me a pretty good indication. So start there. Um, Make sure you've got a trolling setup, a jigging setup. Um, if you are trolling bottom bouncers, they can be a little heavy. You're going to need a little heavier rod than your standard stuff, maybe. Or go prepared with like three. I like to take two bait casting setups and a spinning setup. Or maybe two and two so I can have... One, one spinning setup for a slip bobber. One spinning setup for jigging. One bait casting setup for a rig, float rig, lindy rig. Um, and then another trolling setup for my bottom bouncers, spinning or blade rigs. So that's typically the way I go about uh, finding the fish when I get to a lake initially after I've done a little bit of pre-planning before I get there um, and uh, usually it's pretty successful so bait can be kind of seasonal minnows work year-round uh, but worms and leeches uh, can be more of a summertime thing uh, leeches aren't around so much in the early spring, but can can really produce if you can find them uh, year-round, because while I love them. Um, those would be my four go-to setups if I was taking stuff. If I only had two to take, I would take a 
float or a, a sliding sinker setup. So one bait caster and about a six, six to seven foot medium action. Get that one set up with the sliding sinker rig. And then I would have one spinning setup uh, in the six and a half foot range because you don't need them too long. And then I would use that guy with a jig setup. I would even go with a medium light. My favorite walleye rod in the world is a 7.2 medium light concept by Rapala. So take that uh, where you want it. But that's uh, about what I got for initial finding walleye at a lake you've never been to. Um, thanks for checking out the podcast. Really appreciate it. Uh, we're on Spotify right now and Anchor FM. So check out those guys. Uh, yeah, send me uh, any info. Uh, questions you have and uh, I'll try to get those answered and address them in a podcast um, hunting questions fishing questions you name it right now I'm kind of focused on the the walleye and open water seasons right now um, I know there's some spring bear stuff going on too uh, so maybe we'll try and get one out there on that and uh, anyways Thanks again for listening. Appreciate it. Henderson Podcast. I am out of here.